Welcome to our third and final section of week three in our series on identity, um, identity redeemed. In this section, we'll be focusing on how we are sanctified by grace. If you ever walked through a bookstore, surely you've seen uh, the ever-expanding selection of titles in the self-help and self-improvement section. Of course, it is becoming less and less popular to actually walk through a bookstore. So, if you've ever been online and done a search for self-help books on Amazon, you'll find that there are over 80,000 results. And I'm sure there are plenty more in the works. Now, there's nothing wrong with a desire to improve yourself, to grow as a person, or to become better in some way. But the question is, and the question that all these books are trying to answer is, what is the way to do that? Thankfully, God himself has given us guidance and direction on this topic in his word. If we ask the Bible, how do I become the best version of myself? The Bible answers, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 14 says this, For the grace of God has appeared, that is Jesus coming, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing or the second coming of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. It's God's free grace, did you notice, that teaches us to die to sin and to live to righteousness. In the end, it isn't God helping us make ourselves into the idealized version of ourselves. God is actively renewing our hearts from the inside to reflect the very image of Christ. But as fallen and sinful people, we have no power in ourselves to promote this kind of heart change. We can't do it. We must look to our example and redeemer, Jesus. So let's consider these two ways, example and redeemer, the two ways that Jesus meets us to change us from the inside out. First, Jesus as example. The Lord Jesus lived a life of sinless obedience from his heart to his Father in heaven. In fact, Colossians 1.15 tells us that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He perfectly revealed the character of God to the world. And because that's the case, Jesus now perfectly shows us through his word what God intends for us to be. He exemplified perfect love, compassion, mercy and gentleness, righteousness and truth, even justice and anger. So as God's children, we are to look to Jesus, to follow his example, so that we can truly live, bearing the image of God and reflecting his holy character to the world around us. So Jesus are, is our example. He is also foundationally our redeemer. Because if Jesus is only our example, you and I would be powerless to produce any heart level change. It would just be another set of rules and ideals that Jesus gives to us that can't ultimately change us. But thankfully, 
Christ came to be our Redeemer. He came to change us and to rescue us from ourselves, from that inherent corruption and that relational estrangement from God that we all experience by nature. You see, Christ is the only one who addressed the root of our sin problem by his death on the cross. He freed us from guilt and shame that separates us from God. And he rose again from the dead to reconcile once and for all people like us to a holy God to make us children. So as Christians, we look to Jesus, our Redeemer, again, by faith. And when we do that, we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit. God himself, the third person of the Trinity, who comes to live inside us and who is constantly at work changing us, changing our hearts, rearranging the furniture of our hearts. And he is doing that change at the root level of the heart, our desires, our will, the choices that we make. And so just as he freely justifies and adopts us, so by his free grace, he is sanctifying us, purifying us, so that more and more we live in a way that pleases him. Romans 8.11 says, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, giving us more and more life that we might escape the death and the destruction that come by sin in our lives. So it's God's grace that teaches you to live a life that's pleasing to him. It's his power by the spirit within you that changes you from the inside out. And God gives you means by which you can pursue his grace that changes you, by mean, means that you can take advantage of that grace. And I want to draw just some practical application as we close out this section about those means. Because you and I are given a responsibility by God uh, to pursue his means of grace, which alone have the power to change our hearts, right? Um, we, we can't change ourselves. No matter how well we give ourselves of these means, we can't do it. But God alone is the one bringing the change as we give ourselves to those means. So we don't have to jump through all kinds of spiritual hoops. God has actually given us ordinary means by which we receive his grace. Three, primarily, the word, God's word, the Bible, sacraments, we're talking about baptism and the Lord's Supper, and prayer, communion with God, talking with him. And in other words, those three pieces all coalesce at church. At church, you'll always find these three elements central to Sunday morning worship. And so that time of worship, gathering together with God's people, is foundational for our growth in grace in the Christian life. By attending to our Sunday worship, it's, it's attending to God's means of grace. But personal worship, a devotional time, time spent on your own in prayer is equally important. So also being together with other believers through the week, it's essential to our growth in grace because we really do need one another. We were called to be part of a family, the body of Christ. And so what we do is we speak the word to each other. We pray for each other and we point one another to the grace of God that is ours in Jesus. So we don't need the latest self-help book. We need Jesus in his body. 
So I leave you with this question. How is God calling you to receive his means of grace? He wants to meet you. He wants to change you. He wants to shape your identity more and more by the perfect love and grace of Jesus. Mm -hmm.